In October of 1996, Marshall Applewhite and his followers rented a mansion in Rancho Santa Fe, California. They recorded two videos warning their viewers that they had one last chance to evacuate Earth. Five months later, the group, Heaven's Gate, isolated themselves. They recorded farewell messages explaining their leader's doctrine of an alien god coming to deliver them in heavenly UFO vessels. Then, on March 22, 1997, the group dressed in black and strapped on Nike shoes. They identified themselves as the Heaven's Gate Away Team. Over the next three days, each of the team's 39 members washed down barbiturates with alcohol, wrapped their heads in plastic bags, and laid down to die. Or, as they saw it, ascend to the alien spaceship that was passing far overhead. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Vanessa Richardson, and this is Cults, a Parcast Original. This is our special daily series on the strange prophecies made by different cults and their leaders. I'm here with my co-host, Greg Polson. Hi, everyone. Whether they base it on hallucinogenic foresight or interpretation of religious texts, one thing is certain. Apocalyptic predictions attract followers. For some reason, they give people purpose and intention, even when the prediction is so clearly wrong. Throughout this month, we're taking a daily look at the myriad of these predictions to try and uncover what makes these revelations so appealing. Today, we're discussing the beliefs of Marshall Applewhite. His cult, which eventually settled on the name Heaven's Gate, was centered around the idea that God was an alien and UFOs were a means of transportation for members of the true heavenly kingdom. In the group's final decade, Applewhite assured his followers that true believers could ascend to an alien spaceship with him if they abandoned their human forms by committing suicide. In 1997, they did. Marshall Applewhite's cult didn't start out with propositions of mass suicide. In the early 1970s, it was just him and Bonnie Nettles talking New Age philosophy. Then, once their ideas developed and they realized they were divine messengers, the pair started gathering followers. They needed to spread the message of the alien god. And they promised that eventually, he would draw their followers up to one of his spaceships and the plane of existence they called the Next Level. By the end of the decade, Applewhite and Nettles had become Bow and Peep, shepherds of their flock. But it would still take decades more, and Nettles' death, for Applewhite to revise a key element of his philosophy. Believers wouldn't ascend in their own bodies. They'd have to leave their bodies behind, along with all other earthly things, and their souls would rise to the spaceship. After all, how else could Applewhite explain why God let his divine messenger Nettles die of cancer without lifting her up? She had been lifted up, he assured his followers. It was just that only her soul had ascended. 
Applewhite's cult members accepted the revision, fully believing in their leader's divine authority. But Nettles died in 1985, and it was at least another five years before Applewhite brought up the prospect of suicide as a means of ascension. Because by 1990, he was almost 60, his health wasn't what it once was, and his cult couldn't go on without him. He'd taught them that he was the mouthpiece for the alien divine. Plus, he'd promised his followers that they would all ascend in his lifetime. Then came the Hale-Bopp comet. It would pass by Earth in 1997. Surely the comet was accompanied by an alien spaceship and Nettle's divine soul. This was his opportunity, all of their opportunities, to fulfill his prophecies. Hence the events of March 1997, the black outfits, the Nikes, the plastic bags. The 39 bodies found in the Heaven's Gate mansion caused a media sensation and led to widespread exposure for Applewhite's beliefs. But he'd never been overly concerned with attracting more followers. He'd always preferred to maintain tight control over the believers he already had. That same control that defined his followers' final days. Thanks for listening. We'll be back tomorrow to examine the predictions of another cult. You can catch our other episodes of Cults for free on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts.